What is up, my friend? Hello, and welcome or welcome back if you've been here before to the Yours Truly podcast, what is now episode 16. It's crazy how time is flying by, but I'm your host. My name is Claire Tuning. I'm a registered dietitian, a registered yoga teacher, and owner, founder of the one woman show that is Yours Truly Nutrition, pun definitely intended. But This podcast platform is a platform where I take you guys past diets, past macros, past calorie counting of any kind to talk about nutrition in a gentle way. I call it gentle nutrition, nutrition that informs but never restricts and allows you to live a little bit more gently and kindly with yourself in all aspects of your life. So today I am back for episode 16, a solo episode 16 that is. I have to find and I'm going to be reading you guys. Here it is. Um, sitting here at my dining room table, quote unquote, office for now. Uh, just finished making some sweet potato soufflés, which turned out superbly, to be honest, much better than I expected they would turn out. I never made them before, but decided to make them on live camera because what could go wrong, right? <laughs> LOL. But they turned out pretty well. But I wanted to take today on this solo episode to walk you guys through a story that I had to tell. It's a story that happened to me uh, this past week, an opportunity that I actually had. It was super cool, and I emerged from this opportunity having two new lessons to add to my lesson bank, and I feel like one of the lessons is something that I'm really, really passionate about and I maybe didn't even realize I was passionate about until this past week. So I wrote a blog post on it that is going to, well, I'm recording this on a Saturday. This episode will drop on Wednesday. So by the time you're listening to this, the blog post is up and on my website, but I totally understand that not everyone loves to read written word, especially if it's like a thousand of my words. Um, Sometimes I get so into the flow when I write. I love writing so much that I end up writing a lot and I understand if that's really not your jam and you don't want to read that. So I'm going to take the opportunity to take the the topic of this blog post and bring it to this podcast setting where I can talk you guys through it um, and add value to your day in this way because I think this is a really important topic to talk about for everyone, but especially if you have children. So I personally don't have children. Obviously, if you follow my content, you know this, but I know that there are young minds and obviously um, older minds too as well who are always watching what we're doing and we are more affected by what is going on around us and the examples that other people set more than we think that we are. We are sponges and we absorb everything that we hear, everything that we see, and everything that we observe someone else doing. So this post is about setting an example of how... um, You want young people to treat themselves and how you want your loved ones, your friends, your family, everyone around you to also treat themselves by showing up and setting that example in how you respect your own body, in how you treat yourself first. So I'm going to start reading the blog post and kind of elaborate as I go on because I love speaking to you guys too and sometimes sticking to an exact, um, exact script or an exact word collection doesn't feel exactly natural or genuine, but uh, here we go. So I format all of my blog posts in the form of a letter. So this one starts out as Dear Example Setters. 
I've learned many lessons in my 23 years of life, and this post is going to cover two of those lessons. In lesson number two lies the message that I hope to teach you through the collection of words to follow, but in lesson number one lies the story and how I came to learn lesson number two, because what they say is true, one thing does usually lead to another. So we're going to start with number one. So I've learned that if you ever talk about anything often and passionately enough, people will soon come to realize that no, you're not exaggerating and you actually are obsessed with said thing that you won't shut up about. So for me, that thing is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. If you've been following my content for more than two seconds, you're really no stranger to this fact. But if you're new to yours truly, if you're new around here, allow me to be the first to welcome you to the peanut butter and jelly parade led by none other than me, Claire, the number one fan of peanut butter and jelly. Anyone who thinks they love peanut butter and jelly more than me can send me a message because I'd love to meet you and we'll talk it out. But yes, I eat one every single day. And yes, my love and affection for them grows more with each and every bite. It's the kind of love that I think parents are referring to when they describe to me how they feel about their children. That's how strongly I feel about these sandwiches. But I digress. Um, I talk about this love often and everywhere, so much so that recently people have even started tagging me in pictures on Instagram, Facebook, and in their Instagram stories of their own sandwich-making escapades. Page, which of course definitely makes my day. So if you're one of the people who does that, keep doing it because you fuel my fire in the best way possible. But one day I received a message from a friend who works in a local after-school program for kids and she posed the question to me. She reached out through my website and she asked like, Hey Claire, would you be interested in teaching a peanut butter and jelly focused nutrition workshop for the kids? And I responded to this after like leaping out of my seat and dancing around my house. Um, yes, I would love nothing more. Um, I, I at one moment felt as if all my life's work had fatefully led me to this moment. Chloe, if you're listening or if you read the post, thank you so much for reaching out and giving me this opportunity because it made my week um, and it taught me these important lessons. But flash forward to about a month later uh, with lesson number one under my belt, what I just told you, if you talk about anything often and with enough passion, people will ask you to do more things with it. That's lesson number one. But with lesson number one under my belt, um, I sit here telling you this story with determination um, more so than ever to keep spreading my love for peanut butter and jelly like I spread the nut butter itself very thickly and very often. But I also have lesson number two, and this one was the one that was learned in the process of teaching these two workshops to the kids. So to be quite honest with you, apart from my experience working as a cooking instructor at a kid's camp one summer, which was not this past summer, but the summer before, other than that, I don't really have much experience with kids. And to all of my friends, uh, colleagues, anyone who is a teacher of young minds out there, I seriously applaud you for your patience and adaptability. But that being said, I didn't really know what to expect heading into this teaching experience other than the kids were, quote, middle school age whatever that means, and they were looking to learn about nutrition through the lens of peanut butter and jelly, which I definitely knew what that meant, and I had that part covered. 
But what I quickly learned is that kids of this age are information sponges. I found their answers to my nutrition-related questions uh, reflected little of their own life experience and much of what I could tell they had heard from their parents, their relatives, their friends, and social media. And I mean, I can't really blame them because when I think back to when I was 11, I don't really remember much, but I think that's an indication that I didn't have much life experience to go off of. But nonetheless, they gave me answers and these were answers that reflected the kinds of thoughts and messages regarding nutrition and body image that were already imprinted on their young minds. So their answers answers were rooted in negativity towards their own body and what certain food groups do for them. So I answered or I asked them a bunch of different questions, but I got answers that sounded a little something like this from this young middle school age group of kids. They would say things like carbs make you fat or um, fat gives you extra blubber so you don't get cold. And when they said blubber, they would point to the areas on their body where I could tell um, they felt like they had accumulated quote unquote blubber to their stomach, to their arms, to their legs, anywhere. And um, some kids would even say like, how come she can eat so much food and look like that while I look like this? And then some kids would say like, yeah, but I'm fat already. So even one little girl told me that her doctor told her she needed to lose weight. So this, like, excuse me while I pick my jaw up off the floor and try to move on with the rest of said presentation, pretending like that wasn't one of the most messed up things I had ever heard. This girl was probably around 10 or 11 years old. Interestingly enough, the worst part about these comments wasn't necessarily the words that the kids were saying themselves, but rather it was the fact that the kids offered them to me in the most normal ways possible, sometimes even in a joking tone to make their friends laugh. In their eyes, comments of this nature, of this negative body shaming nature, were as commonplace and habitual as saying, shame how cold and rainy it is outside today, huh? So I could rant about this for hours, but for the sake of your attention span, I'll get to my bottom line. This is not okay. Teaching kids and young teens to feel less than, unworthy, shameful, or self-conscious because of the shape of their unique body is not okay. Teaching kids to speak in self-deprecating ways to get a laugh from their friends is not okay. Teaching a child that at age 11, she needs to focus on losing weight is definitely not okay. From a nutritional perspective, as a registered dietitian, weight loss recommendations at this age are simply not appropriate because these kids' bodies are not yet matured and they need adequate energy to support healthy and proper growth. From a human being perspective, body shaming talk like this at any age, but especially at this young age, is never appropriate. On the flip side, what is appropriate? In my opinion, it's teaching them ways to be active that are fun and imaginative. Imaginative, that's a tricky word. Teaching them that every body, body in all caps, is different. No two people were ever made to look the same, and that's what makes everyone so cool. That it's fun to explore foods that are different colors, tastes, and textures, and that we should be encouraged to explore these different foods. That it's important to fuel your body with the energy it needs in yummy and fun ways. 
that kindness matters and that their words are the most powerful tools they will ever have. But how do we start doing this? Well, like I told you earlier, I don't have kids, so I can only speak from my limited experience. But what I do know is that there are young minds and even older minds, again, like I said earlier, everywhere, that are always absorbing words and messages from the examples that are set around them. So we have to start setting the example using ourselves, treating our own bodies with respect, talking positively about yourself and your abilities, eating a variety of colorful foods that you actually enjoy, moving your body in ways that celebrate, not shame it, kindly and gently always speaking your truth and living to your authentic version of your best self. But most of all, expressing love abundantly both towards yourself and through others, through your actions, because as cliche as it sounds, these speak louder than your words ever will. Audit the examples that you offer to those around you, especially to the young minds around you. Will you be the one who teaches them to be self-conscious and negative towards themselves at a young age? Or will you be the one who teaches them to reach for their best self while loving every step and peanut butter and jelly along the way? Simply put, the choice is yours. Yours truly, Claire. So I finished this blog post with saying that I know this is a really big topic, but if you have thoughts, questions, concerns, I would love to hear them. So same goes here. If you have a thought, um, a comment, a concern about anything regarding this topic, about the example that we set um, for young kids, especially for young girls, but young kids in general, or even for our friends around us, the examples that we set by how we treat our own bodies, excuse me, please let me know, but um, I just really wanted to touch on the fact that telling a young child um, who is 10, 11 years old that she or he needs to lose weight um, simply is not appropriate because like I touched on in the post, um, their bodies are still growing and maturing. And if they um, are put in the mindset that they need to focus on a caloric deficit in this accelerated or really important period of growth, that can really be a physical physiological detriment to them. But what I'm even more concerned about is this becomes a major mental detriment as well. Because uh, first of all, if you tell a 10 or 11 year old girl or boy that they need to lose weight, first of all, they don't really even know what that means or um, what they need to do to get there. Again, other than maybe what they've observed their parents doing, which may also not be healthy ways to lose weight. Second of all, This introduces um, ideas of weight stigma, body shaming, things that we know have been linked to higher rates of anxiety, depression, self-consciousness. So by introducing that big message to a young girl, hey, you need to lose weight, and then leaving the room, as that physician likely did, is not okay because um, he was, sure, maybe concerned about her physical well-being, but what I am rather concerned about that will stick with her throughout the rest of her life, if she's not taught otherwise, um, even after she finishes growing, um, she will be stuck with these really negative messages in her head, negative talk towards herself, negative talk towards her food choices, negative talk towards her own body. And in my opinion, that is way more harmful to put those heavy comments into a young girl's mindset. That's a way more harmful for the rest of her life um, than maybe being quote unquote over 
overweight by societal standards at 10 or 11 years old. So, um, I know this kind of turned into a rant, but bottom line, we have to start using our own bodies to set examples of how we want our children, the young minds, and even the the older minds or equivalent age minds around us to treat themselves because the example that you put forth through your actions will be what everyone else starts to believe is true about how they should be treating their own body. So I hope you enjoyed this this podcast. I almost said post. Um, I was reading a post, but this is a podcast, but Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. As always, I'm really trying to grow this podcast platform. So if you enjoy what you're hearing here, I would highly appreciate you leaving me some stars to indicate how much you love this podcast platform. Please take a minute, if you haven't, leave me a rating. Tell me what you learned. Tell me your takeaway. Tell me anything you would love to hear on this podcast so I can continue to grow it. And as always, if you'd like to take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media, I would appreciate that as well. But until next Wednesday, hope you guys have an awesome week with light, love, um, namaste. I don't, that's how I finish my yoga classes. I literally don't know why I said that here, but uh, I'm not going to edit it out now. But um, yours truly, Claire. <laughs>